Hello, this is Richard Schulte-Hossett from Black Creek to provide an update on fixed income within the Global Balance Fund on November 30th, 2021. As we progress through these unprecedented times of a pandemic and incredible amounts of stimulus, both monetary and fiscal, we hope we've been clear to listeners of our fixed income commentary that we direct our attention to lending to winning businesses that offer a higher yield and a low probability of default in our view. Our primary focus is always on the fundamental performance of the borrower, be it corporate or government, and their ability to meet all their debt obligations over the long term. However, to be sure, there are times when underlying macroeconomic trends are afoot that have the potential to materially reprice asset classes. And I wouldn't classify these as shocks such as COVID or even the 08 credit crisis. These are slower moving, more protracted trends. Today, the trend currently on the move is inflation. So first, I'm going to touch on inflation generally, and then I'll suggest why focusing on winning businesses is an ideal longer-term strategy to navigate an inflationary environment. Over the past six months, consumer price indexes, a commonly used measure of general inflation in the economy, have moved higher at a fairly steep rate. In the U.S., Canada, and Europe, all are printing CPI levels above 4%. In the case of the U.S., it's above 6%. In each region, these levels are twice that of what they reported pre-pandemic. The cause of inflation can be complicated, but has largely to do with the combination of the post-COVID reopening of the global economy, the incredible amount of monetary and fiscal stimulus programs in effect around the world, and the ESG movement that has stifled new oil and gas production, causing oil prices to rise. You mix in plant closures and sick workers due to COVID outbreaks, and you end up with demand outstripping supply. Now, bringing it back to investing, ordinarily the inflation rate is closely linked to the bond market and vice versa. For example, over the past five years, typically the yield priced into the U.S. 10-year Treasury bond tracks U.S. CPI, with the average difference or spread between the yield and inflation rate being just uh, about 35 basis points. However, with this most most recent burst of inflation to 6.2% in the U.S. example mentioned earlier, the spread between the yield and inflation has increased to over 4,000 basis points. Now, when we think about the risk scenario from here, it is that the spread reverts back to the five-year mean of 35 basis points by the 10-year yield catching up to that 6.2% inflation level. That would send the bond yield up from 1.6% currently to a hypothetical 5.85%, resulting in a 32 price decline of the bond. This valuation change could ripple through other asset classes, including corporate bonds, potentially repricing them lower, generally speaking. Now, the U.S. 10-year Treasury losing one-third of its value on a mark-to-market basis over the short term is not our base case, but it helps demonstrate the unattractive value of a 10-year Treasury currently priced in at a yield of just 1.6%, which is signaling today the bond market thinks the inflation spike is likely to be short-term, or to borrow the overly used word lately, inflation is likely to be quote-unquote transitory. In which case, the government bond market would continue to look through the inflation spike and yields could remain low, all else being equal. 
However, we would like to note that from the fixed income perspective here at Black Creek, we do view the probability of higher inflation getting embedded into expectations as increasing. In addition to prices rising, we also see wages rising due to labor shortages and union demands. And separately, yet very much related, even 70 million Americans receiving Social Security benefits are getting a 5.9% cost of living increase in 2022. In addition to rising prices and the labor market dynamics, governments continue to remain incredibly accommodative by carrying on with large-scale bond purchase programs and fiscal spending programs such as the $1.2 trillion infrastructure program recently signed off by President Biden. So we remain vigilant on watching for uh, more evidence of sustained inflation and its impact on fixed income securities valuation. We view it as a risk currently not reflected in current bond yield levels. Akin to what we mentioned last time, our crystal ball remains cloudy, but we continue to believe that lending to winning businesses while maintaining some liquidity in the portfolio is the ideal approach to navigate this uncertainty. Holding a moderate uh, position in short-term securities gives us some dry powder to deploy in the event of a considerable sell-off, while investing in winning businesses allows us to reduce the potential for negative outcomes over the medium to long term. Although sustained inflation has a potential to reprice bonds lower, inflation can also negatively impact the fundamentals of a business through higher costs and reduced demand if customer incomes can't keep up with inflationary price increases, both contributing to a higher risk of default. This can impair cash flows, cause leverage ratios to increase, and reduce liquidity within the company, all of which are negative to a company's credit profile. Here are some of the ways a winning business has the ability to manage through an inflationary period better than non-winning businesses. So winning businesses typically have pricing power. If the business is truly a winning business, then it offers its customers something truly unique. By having the ability to raise prices, it can pass on higher costs to the customers, thereby allowing the company to have a greater chance of meeting debt obligations. Winning businesses also reinvest back into the business. By reinvesting and innovating, companies can offer newness to their customers, reinforcing their market leadership, justifying charging higher prices. Winning businesses also have balance sheet flexibility. Companies that are winning usually have low debt leverage, or if leverage is elevated, they generate attractive cash flows and maintain strong relationships with lenders so that access to liquidity is readily available. Now, this is not an exhaustive list, but these characteristics of winning businesses help minimize the risk of default during volatile economic times, ensuring we as investors receive all interest and principal payments. So to wrap up, it is our view that by constructing a portfolio of bonds issued by winning businesses that are higher yielding, we are able to have a higher level of confidence that interest and principal payments will continue to be received uninterrupted over the medium to long term, which we expect will more than offset possible valuation headwinds brought on by inflation. Thank you for your continued support. This podcast is provided as a general source of information and should not be considered personal, legal, accounting, tax, or investment advice, or construed as an endorsement or recommendation of any entity or security discussed. Investors should seek the advice of professionals prior to implementing any changes to their investment.
Certain statements in this podcast are forward-looking that are predictive in nature, depend upon, or refer to future events or conditions. Forward-looking statements are subject to risks, uncertainties, and assumptions that could cause actual results to differ materially from those set forth. Although the forward-looking statements contained herein are based upon what CI Global Asset Management and the Portfolio Manager believe to be reasonable assumptions, neither CI Global Asset Management nor the Portfolio Manager can assure that actual results will be consistent with these forward-looking statements. Certain statements contained in this podcast are based in whole or in part on information provided by third parties, and CI Global Asset Management has taken reasonable steps to ensure their accuracy. Market conditions may change, which may impact the information contained in this podcast. Commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the prospectus before investing. The indicated rates of return are the historical annual compounded total returns net of fees and expenses payable by the fund, including changes in security value and reinvestment of all dividends or distributions, and do not take into account sales, redemption, distribution, or optional charges or income taxes payable by any security holder that would have reduced returns. Mutual funds are not guaranteed, their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated.